Bobby Manning. You got it. You got it. This is the Bobby Manning series. The Manning. I mean, I'm excited. The Manning for cast. I want it for the same reason you guys want. It's gonna be fun. Oh no, Bobby! AD, no, 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 Bobby! Bobby, you actually wanted it because you thought the Nets were one of the weaker opponents in this no, playoffs. No, Chicago. But in terms of Raptors, Nets, I think you got the easier of those two teams, and I think we'll see that round one. Hold on, we I think to, we have to qualify this every time. And Jimmy, you're doing the weird iPad <laughs> lean where you're like on the complete right side of the screen. <laughs> yeah, there you go, my man, right there. So we have to qualify that, Bobby. You want this because you believe that. Jalen Brown was not going to be available for the Toronto Yeah, I mean, series. it's half and that, that and it's, and it's and a that's, tough matchup. That's your judgment? Yeah, it's it's 50% that, it's 50%. The Raptors having all these long, versatile guys that can make Tatum, Brown stagnant. You saw here, the Cavs shot open looks all night. Just a brutal shooting night for them. Garland picked them up late. They ended up getting back into the game in the fourth quarter there, and they ultimately outscored the Nets for the last three quarters. Um, but that opening 40-point bomb by the Nets there ended up giving them a slight edge in this game. So you're going to be able to run your offense against them. You're going to have to defend better than the Cavs did tonight for sure. Everything starts 12-12 in this one. But it's it's a series. That's you the problem. Win. It's, not, it's not a matter of defense. That's that, that, That's the fear. The reason there's fear is because these guys are defense proof, you know, there's um, no fear. that's not a fear. The point is what your defense is great. And everybody knows that. But when you have, when you're playing guys that defense doesn't matter, that's mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, is the, is the thing you're best at neutralized. The Celtics also have been playing terrifically on offense. So that's the flip side to the coin where you actually feel really good about that matchup because Brooklyn does not have um, uh, obviously a solid defensive club, though they have been playing better of late. Um, Then there's the obvious wild card of the Ben Simmons situation, which is murky right now, but we have conflicting reports on it. Could be game one, could be game three. Goodman said game one. I know that I'm setting that up. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I'm getting there. All right. Ben Simmons plans to return in game one of the NBA playoffs. So that is very wow. interesting um, that that's kind of in play right now. But he's not in game shape, John. <laughs> I mean, he's ready to play. I, I wouldn't even use him. No, so let me, if you want me to roll with that right now, I will. Well, did let you me, see? Go ahead, Jimmy. Let me say this. Hold on. I'll let them say this. Here is. I'm just going to play it. Okay. Okay. Here, here's Goodman's report. Here's what he had. To yeah, say. I don't need to talk on this show. Like, why would I even, why would I? Even no, 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 no. I got these. No, it's we cool. Got, why would I? We got, we got these pros I'll see you guys here. later. Yeah, I'll just see you guys around. All right. Later, buddy. Yeah, I'm told by my sources that, that Ben Simmons, as of now, the, the plan is for him to play game one, which very well could be where, Bob? Game one of, of, of their first round series. Not Bob playing. is me. Where Bob is me be? right now. Here. Here in Boston. Boston. <laughs> how about that? Kyrie having to exercise a couple demons against Cleveland and then potentially Boston. Ben Simmons returning, playing his first game this season in Boston. Ding, ding, ding. Bob, I feel, I feel you, Bob. I feel you when you get when you get put on the spot and you're completely not paying attention. Like I've been, I was looking at the chat. <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah, no, I was doing some. Yeah, I was looking at some stats. 
Yeah. No, um, hey, that's the great that's the great Bob Ryan. He can do whatever. It's the great Bob Ryan, exactly. And so can I. But anyways, um, yeah, interesting. Good. So Goodman dropping that little Goodman bomb there. Ben Simmons plans to return game one. Wow, plans to return game run. So he's kind of leaving it open there. You know, plans change. So we'll see how things go this week. I, I mean, I, I think they're going to try to get him out there for game one. Why not? I mean, what's the difference? Game I, one, game one, game two. I mean, at that point, what do you really? What are you waiting for? I know. I, for? I love how people people hate. I mean, Goodman may be villain number one in, in Boston, which is hilarious. I just and nobody trusts. I just who broke the Coach K news, guys? Like nationally. Yeah, Goodman's got some sources, legitimate, he, legitimate sources for sure. He's got, he's got, he's got the bat phone. He, he's he calls got direct, his, directly to commissioner, like Commissioner Gordon. He calls directly people to would, Batman. People would pay a like, lot of money for his contacts, for, right. for his phone. <laughs> anyway, so but anyway, so Simmons, look. You could have Simmons back by game three. There's some optimism that there's Rob, whatever. We've been over this ad nauseum. Uh, we did a whole show on whether or not the Celtics should have found themselves in this position. Um, Jimmy and I think it was not a good idea. Uh, Bobby doesn't care as much. A lot of the chat doesn't care as much. It is what it is. Uh, a lot of Twitter, Celtics Twitter, there's a lot of people that are like, bring it on, bring it on. I don't care. Celtics are better. They very well might be. I think it's the worst of the two matchups. If you had a full squad, we don't know if they would have because we're not entirely sure if everyone could have played if it were Toronto. That's where we are. It is what it is. Life goes on. So forget about it. We're not going around in this circle of should they have avoided it. Though so transparency from the team would be nice. But regardless, let's just look at the matchup. Uh, Bobby, why are you confident? And well, people should be confident. Celtics have played much better than this Brooklyn team, even without Rob down the stretch. So there's obviously reason to be confident. But what do you like? So I like the way the Celtics are playing offense right now. Um, the ball movement's on point still, even post-Rob. I feel like they've played a mix of good and bad teams since then. It's only six, seven games. Uh, two of them you tanked, essentially, sitting everyone. But you still scored effectively, even in those games. So the ball movement's just in the place right now where you're getting quality looks. You're going to continue to get those looks against a team like Brooklyn, especially because... I feel like Tatum's going to get downhill on this defense with little resistance. And he, that's going to lead to easy looks for him at the rim. Other guys are going to get open looks when the defense collapses. And there's really just not a great structure to this Nets defense. There's no identity on that end for these guys. And you can hope Ben Simmons throwing him into the mix helps a little bit. But one guy in a team system against pick and roll and all this other kind of stuff you're going to face doesn't fix a team defense that has just not shown much over the last two years. So the Celtics, like, this isn't a team that's just scoring okay right now or doing decent on the offensive end. They're Nets level offensively right now when we look back at the deadline, adding Derek White and, you know, the pieces that they have in place right now. Losing Rob, like, you lose a little something on that end, but I feel I feel like your defense is what takes a bigger hit losing Rob right now. Offensively with Tice and some of the stuff he's been able to do, they're effectively the same right now. And Brown's rolling. That's Smart's rolling. They are. Look at the numbers. They're putting up like 120 points. There's almost nothing you can – there's almost nothing post-Rob numbers-wise that's relevant. There's nothing. <clears throat> nothing. Why? You played, because they played either garbage teams that had mailed it in with none of their players. Or, they uh, Milwaukee, or they, they or they, Miami. Or, or they mailed it in. So, again, 
they, they weren't great against Miami. They, they did play a good game against Milwaukee. Got to throw out Detroit. Got to throw out Indiana. You're going to throw out Toronto. You're going to throw out uh, Memphis. You're going to throw out a lot of these games because you just didn't really get a good sense of who they were going to be at all. I think Milwaukee was the best one. And again, you sat Tatum in that game, but you definitely felt good about that overall effort. There wasn't a lot there. So what they did post Rob doesn't matter numbers wise. It's a very inconsistent Chicago size and extremely inconsistent Chicago. They drilled. Absolutely. Washington. Chicago was great. Washington sat Kuzma and didn't have Beal again. Wait, are you saying I, none of it matters? I'm <laughs> I'm saying you're not going to take a snapshot of what they did post Rob and feel like that that's exactly how it's going to go. No. There's not enough of a sample size there. The, the competition was erratic with who was in, who was out for both teams. You got one or two games. Miami didn't look great. Chicago looked great. You know, I, I think just, you, I'm I, not yeah, going to just right. dunk. I mean, like, I, Oh, they're I better with, you know, the offense is good with Tyson. It'll be fine. You you'll see here. Like you're really going to get the first. You'll one see here. here, but I think what you saw is that they can compete without Rob. And before they were blowing yeah. guys out or blowing teams out, and now of course they can. You you know exactly, but you needed to see it. And the guy, I think the players. Chicago was the best one. To, that was a great that one was too. A dominant performance against a team that was trying to win, though didn't have a lot to play for, but still they they played their. Well, Milwaukee was super without you dominated without them. Milwaukee, yeah. I mean Miami, they lost, and I know they fell into some habits, but they kept that a game. So I mean they're they're competing at the very least against these good teams. But yeah, Brooklyn in a seven game series is a is a different beast. Listen, folks, I got my hard hat on for a reason. This is my playoff hard hat. <laughs> the Celtics now have to get to work. It's time to put the hard hat on, get the lunch pail out, and just head down, grind it out. This is not going to be easy. Me and John have been saying it all week, and a lot of people have been saying it. This is the hardest matchup you could have got. For for you to go all season and have the turnaround that you did, end up with the two seed, and then have to play the Brooklyn freaking Nets in the first round. That is about as bad as it gets in terms of, you know, teams that you could have ended up playing against. You know, after 50 wins, and you get and you end up playing a team that arguably could have had more wins than you if they were healthy all season. So, by the way, Celtics how is there a good way to spin that? As expected, Celtics are underdogs in Vegas. I, I was just looking it up. Just looking oh, here up. we go. What do you mean, as expected? I don't think I, I don't think people knew for sure. No, they were. I, I uh, thought so. No, 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 no. It's not even. It's not even. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because they came out. Before. All yeah, the yes. title odds had had Brooklyn ahead. They were so already. They yeah, were they already were ahead plus, of them. Plus, they were plus six fifty, I think, and Celtics were like what seven fifty or something like that. It's close. It's close. Um, What's the line for game one? That's what I want to know. Is that out yet? Probably not. Uh, a week I'm away. sure it is, but I'll look. Or maybe it's uh, anyway. somebody you have it. Anyway, so that's the the origin of the of the. This is Hardhead only comes out for the playoffs, so it's officially out. Um, we'll see how long I'll be wearing it. I I do think I know we're not going to get into predictions just yet, but I do think the Celtics are going to be um, a very very difficult out in these playoffs. Um, I'm just saying, listen, the Nets tonight. Slight another, slight underdogs. Seeing it a couple different books right now. Yep. For game one. For the series. Oh, for the series. Okay. What's, okay. Uh, what's the odds? It's, there's a few different ones, but it's slight underdogs. Uh, so, they're, slight. yeah, with home court, they're slight underdogs. So, um, tonight you had Durant and Kyrie doing the thing. Um, Curry, zero points. So, Bobby, when you say, what's the, you know, how is a guy like Simmons going to help? Curry gave them absolutely nothing on offense. That's tonight. a concern so, for them. So, really, so, so, the bar is set pretty freaking low. In terms of substituting a guy like Simmons in for somebody like Curry, if you you know if you're if you're talking about you know is Simmons going to hurt you? Well, he certainly couldn't hurt you more than Curry hurt you tonight, and they still you won can, that but game. But then you started you have you have Drummond, Simmons, and Bruce Brown, three non-shooters in your starting lineup. 
So that hurts you in that. Well, I'm not area. talking about I'm not talking about starting him and playing him 35 minutes, but the idea that you can you can carve into a lot of you know, you were concerned about him taking all of Bruce Brown's minutes, but I'm thinking that he might end up taking some some of Curry's minutes if Curry is either hurt or just not on his game. They're not going to sit Curry out there for 30 minutes a game and go over five and and you know just complete be a complete dud on both ends of the court. So Simmons definitely has plenty of minutes to find. Um, you know, there's certainly situations where Brown and Simmons will be out there at the same time. So if you think Brown's a player that can really help this this Nets team. There's a way to get Simmons into the game without sort of sacrificing his minutes to do so. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is not going to be easy. Again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but no, I think we all agree about, on that. They're they're underdogs in their own home court series here as the two seed. I mean, the disrespect. You know, hopefully they can use a little. That's of that what's as interesting to me is like you know, Sherrod's the one who thinks this is going to be easy. Again, whatever it is, I, you know, it's easy, not easy. I know there's a faction of people out there who are like. The Nets aren't that good. The Celtics are clearly better. Um, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, and then there's the rest of the world that's like, this is a coin flip. You know, like, right. and again, neither it comes down to John, you said this on Spaces. Do they revert to the old Celtics? Not fully, but some Not of the, the crunch full. time issues. The crunch time fourth quarter, stuff. right, exactly. That's the only way in my mind the Celtics lose this series. And I feel good about how they're playing right There's now. There's two ways they lose. That they, that you know, they can't slow down uh, Durant and Kyrie because nobody actually can. Um, and those guys get theirs, and that's fine. And you're just going punch for punch with them. You know, you're not able to stop them on defense or slow them down enough. So it just becomes, and it doesn't always have to be like a 130 to 128 game, but you're just going back and forth with them. And you turn into, you you revert to that Miami offense late in the game, you know? Um, and that's always, that's the fear. The difference here is Brooklyn doesn't really have someone to put the clamps down. This is where the Simmons wild card kind of comes in. If Simmons comes in and can make life annoying for a guy like Tatum and can lock him up a little bit and play some crunch time minutes in close games, it does change the series dynamic. I know there's a million things you say about Ben Simmons like, he can't shoot free throws and he's rusty and he's not going to play that much. Blah, 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 blah. What do you like, Jimmy? Well, my, somebody just texted me and said, nice hard hat. Just stupid. <laughs> so. uh, it's yeah, of course. There's a million things Ben Simmons can't do. The one thing we know that he can do is play really good defense. Um, and th- that's something no one else on. And that can, can really do. screw you. And that's a thing. I heard defense is important, Bobby. I think. You said that sometimes. At some Did you say defense wins championships, Bobby? I think you yeah. said that. And it's a balance they're going to have to strike. I, I, I dug into the series pretty heavily on Dome Theory today. And, you know, my guest, Ajayi Brown, who covers them, made a good point that you have both. You know, it's good to have both. The, it's not one or the other. You can play Simmons and Brown and use both of them in different lineups, which is true. You know, it's better than Kessler Edwards or whoever else is out there. But, I don't want Simmons intruding on this Bruce Brown role on offense right now where he's going downhill off screens, catching, making passes. I think he had seven assists in this one, not to mention finishing and doing all the other things he can do around the basket, rebounding, putbacks. He's not a great shooter, but as a mini center, he's been dynamic for almost a month now for them. And I don't. Simmons has never done that stuff. It's like Russell Westbrook. We've imagined him in this role where he screens, gets downhill, and uses his passing ability in the thick of the defense. Never done it. Never shown an intention to do it. He's either brought the ball up 
where he stands near the basket and just waits to catch it. And that's effectively been Ben Simmons in his basketball career. Fast breaks too, of course. So if he's willing yeah, to do co- that, coast in to other coast lineups, fast breaks. Yeah. <laughs> if he's willing to do that, great. I think there's a lot of potential for Simmons, but I got to see it. I got to see him look like he's in shape. I got to see him look like the back's not hampering him. We haven't seen Simmons in a year, Jimmy. Like we're just imagining mm-hmm. his old self. We're just saying he's going to pick it right back up, stepping back on the court, and it's all going to be good on a new team with guys he's never played with. I'm stunned they're throwing him out in this series. Really am, because there's a lot that could go wrong. There's a lot that could still. I, I, I just here's I don't, the thing, I, Robbie. I, 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 I don't understand stunned. stunned. That that's I still it's a word choice. I don't know if you mean stunned. Wouldn't it be more stunning if he was healthy and didn't play? That would be stunning. I mean, we've been stunned. Why would you trade for him? If why'd you trade for him if you're not gonna like, play him? If you him being, him we've been stunned. Healthy. He hasn't played so far. Everyone I'm thought saying, he was just gonna get right back on the court. I'm court. saying if he's healthy, the stunning thing would be him not playing, not not him playing. Right. I so guess. I don't understand. Right. I mean, you like how you're playing right now. If you're them, though, don't you? You like what you're doing. I, I, like I just don't understand this thinking. Like, is there anybody, if if any of the core Is it Celt- easy to integrate a guy in a playoff? If season? any of the core Celtics right now missed a year, if Jamal, a year? Murray, if Jamal Murray was ready tomorrow, is Denver not going to play him? Is Kawhi Leonard going to sit because he's going to interrupt the Clippers' chemistry? I'm so confused by Remember this. Remember how badly this Celtics fans wanted Gordon Hayward to, like, miraculously be ready to go for the playoffs like the, the with his broken foot yeah. with his foot broken at a 90 degree angle like right. my god what do we tell you we got to be honest with it here if it were anybody else anywhere else you just throw them right in and hope for the best and recognize that it's not necessarily going to be great but it's better than not having them like you're dying for the per- for this person to get back this is if you're philly this Here's is the a difference huge, i mean brooklyn this is a huge development where well, I, I don't know why we're downplaying it and saying like i think it's not gonna matter it's a big deal for them right they're, they're not bringing in some like you know yeah g league guy and, and trying to incorporate him into the, right. into the team like we can't yeah, like, we can't have an argument a, that, a very yeah. good player how do you your, hurt, your, how do your you argument bobby your bobby your argument can't be not yours but people's argument can't be there's the the nets have no one behind Kyrie and and uh and durant but also they shouldn't play Ben Simmons if he's back and healthy. It right. can't be both. They, it's because they have nobody behind those guys that Ben Simmons coming back, he's going to charge right in there. I, if he's healthy, I wouldn't be shocked if he's playing 30 plus minutes a night. Like oh, it's now an you up- and Jimmy are saying different things. I'm saying it's a massive what? upgrade over what they have. I, I think people are guessing 15 to 20, which I think still helps you because he's going to come in there and play at the very least solid defense. He's a terrific athlete. He's a good passer. He can run transition. He can do that stuff in his sleep. Okay. If he's playing 30 plus, he's different. I don't think they're going to put him someone. in. I don't think, I don't think go he's going to play 30 plus. No, no. Yeah. I yeah. think it's closer so, to like 10 and a half, something like that. Here's the difference between a Murray, a Hayward. He's never played for this team. And that back injury, the mysterious back injury, Something like that happens from not being in shape and ramping up too fast. So is he in better shape now after a back injury? I mean, that's my line of thinking here. Like, I don't know if he's ready to roll full speed ahead being Ben Simmons. I I know that. But what I'm saying is if somebody told you Rob Williams would be ready to go at 70%, do you throw him right back in there? Or do you say, you know what? Let's just roll with Tice. 
I mean, he, Rob played a basketball game. I understand, um, but if three he came weeks back ago, and, or two we're weeks talking ago, whatever. Hey, percentages, percentage. We're talking physically. If physically Rob Williams came back and was at 70, 75%, are you like, you know, I'm not playing this guy? I mean, he's been with the team. He knows his role. These guys have played together. Like, this stuff all factors in. He's never played for the Nets before, number one. Number two, he hasn't played in the NBA in a year. So at some point he's gonna have to play. Everyone in game one of the playoffs in Boston, the time to do it. Throw him in the fire. He's getting paid millions of dollars to play for the Nets, so he might as well play when it matters most. What the hell is the point of waiting for the preseason? This is them. That's the point. Then they'll take him out. This is the dream right now for the Nets. So they'll shut him down if it goes poorly. That you were able to find your way into the play-in. Get in, win it in one, and then have this guy ready to go for the first round was the best case you could ask for, given the way things had developed over the last month or so. This is this is it for them. Will it? Is it going to swing? I I don't know if it'll swing series. I just it's not going to swing it the other way. That's that that I'm certain. You don't Putting think it could go bad? Not so bad. I don't What's think they the would allow it. If it goes bad? We just saw You're- him. Pu- we just saw this guy have the worst playoff meltdown in NBA history. Bobby, what is the worst thing that's going to happen here? He's going to take minutes from whom? Bruce Bobby, Brown. he's going to play a few minutes in the. Listen, Why Bruce Brown? Why they don't even have to play minutes- him in crunch town. Why is he going to take time. minutes from their third best player? He's going to take them from the eighth best player. Do you understand? He's not taking Bruce Brown's minutes. Okay. Depends how big of a role he has. It doesn't matter. He's not taking Bruce Brown's minutes. That's not whose minutes he's taking. You take the guy from the bottom of the rotation's minutes, okay? It's, it's not even you're so much away, minutes. You're taking away Edwards. You're taking away some Dragic, maybe, you know, who hasn't done anything for them. That's a that's an improvement, okay? It's an improvement. It could be, but it's it's less about minutes. It's more about role. And like I said, Ben Simmons' sweet spot should be rolling to the basket off these playmakers and shooters making passes and decisions and finishing. And that's effectively what Brown against a Rob less team. Okay. Uh, uh, you can throw out a closing lineup of, you know, whatever you want here, Irving Curry, Durant, Drummond Simmons. You can throw out Brown Simmons. That's a formidable lineup there. There's it's just, it presents more matchup problems and it just is, 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 is better than what they, what they have currently. I don't get what's wrong with Curry, by the way. He's hurt. That I mean, he's ankle. a mess. Yeah. He's been really that, questionable that, to play. That's a massive wild card. That's another like, reason why they want Simmons back. Yeah, that's a massive wild card. I mean, card those guys aren't interchangeable, Jimmy. That's a but floor it's spacing. Minutes. It's They're minutes, not. Though. You got massive floor spacing issues. You're going to have to – Dragic is going to have to step up, and he's not doing anything. Yeah. They have problems. There's no question about it. It's imperfect. Just the point being is you're you're asking two guys to carry the load entirely. You don't have you don't have any defensive stoppers on the team. Brown is a uh, is a is fine as a defender. Um, and then you're throwing Simmons into the mix. It can only help. Um, you, you know. Yeah. It can well, help. Let's help. let's say he doesn't. But forget play. Simmons or no Simmons. This right. this team alone is formidable. All right, we want to tell you about our exclusive wagering partner. That is, of course, Bet Online. Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs, sports info, and odds. Bet Online, your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting, your favorite Vegas casino, and poker games. Super easy to get started. So join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online, fastest, easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games. Once again, Bet Online. 
head over to betonline.ag. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is betonline.ag, code CLNS50. Yeah, so let's get to the two guys that matter. Yeah, they are good, I heard. Blake and and, uh, Irvin. Oh, okay. Durant was nasty tonight. I was stunned by his defense. Man, did he come out and defend. (laughs) And that's what the way, KD is a decent defender. Um, Yes, I was surprised. I was surprised at how he turned it up because he didn't have a great year on that end. And I think he's like some of its energy conservation and some of it's coasting a little bit on his end. And, you know, the stars will do that. He came out tonight and was sending shots flying and he was rotating on the big guys. He was on the perimeter doing stuff. It was, it was a big surprise seeing what Durant could do on that end. So that's good for Brooklyn. He's going to have to do that. Someone Tatum and Brown over the course of a game while carrying the offensive load too. Certainly. So he could use Simmons in that regard to help out in that area. Kyrie, man, can he be a volcano? So that's Smart's assignment there. He's going to have to do some work because Kyrie's starting to catch some fire. That guy in the uh, spaces, John, who was floating the, oh, he's becoming a full-time player. This is going to be tough for him. We'll see how that develops, but it doesn't look like a big concern That's, to me right now. That was <laughs> if if that person's in the chat, I don't want to say anything bad. I just I, that I don't that take I was. He started like, twelve for twelve. Yeah, what He's are we talking? What before. are we talking about? Kyrie Irving settling into the role of being a full time player. Like <laughs> it's I mean he's one of the most skilled basketball players who's ever played basketball. Like I guess today <laughs> was talking about Ramadan. I guess it's Ramadan and he's not eating. So oh, that's not great. That, I guess um, yeah. That's not well, great. Jay- anyway, so Jalen um, Brown, I think he might do that too. He's um, done it in the past. So Kyrie obviously was on fire. Durant is Durant. It is what it is. Again, it's just you, you just kind of let those guys get theirs and try to stop one. Like, what's the what's the you don't the you play you, you play like look, man. They played them already. They did this on site. They did this. They played their best game a month ago at the Garden with Rob. They went punch for punch. They, they, Kyrie did not play a great game. They won. That's gonna, I think that's gonna be what you're looking at here. It's a right. team that's scary. It's a team that can make baskets in, in bunches. Um, you're not gonna feel leads are necessarily safe. I don't think the Celtics can put the clamps on them because it's just these are just not guys you put the clamps on. They get theirs regardless of the defense. Can they make it hard for them? Yeah, I guess that's the hope that you just put them into situations where they're always taking um, contest as contested shots but i mean durant never takes contested shots he just shoots over the top of whoever's in front of him and kyrie irving is so friggin' creative he can just get i mean there's probably no one in the history of the nba who can do the things that he does in and around the basket and just his creative way of getting his shots off and all of these different he's just a wizard he's a wizard so um i know he hasn't gone to the basket as much this year so that's a little bit different but that that possibility opens itself up without Rob in the game. So I think that that hurts you a little bit there. It opens up for Kyrie to go kind of do some of the stuff he does do around the rim. Um, I know he's turned more into a mid range guy this year. Um, the, the, the at the rim numbers are way, way down, but I mean, the dude's fire, you know, what are you going to do? And he kills the Celtics. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's yeah. You get the fire. In power, the past. Though. That's my point. Yeah. Now you it's know. up. So again, it's, it's so what you counter with is Tatum and Brown, what did we say in Rob's absence? Tatum and Brown have to level up. So and they yeah, have. they got they got two stars. You got two stars. So you know they got to go be stars. You know, and you feel yeah. good about Tatum, right? Like he's and you got Mar- the Marcus Smart X factor here too. And Marcus, you feel good about Marcus Tatum. Smart is- yeah, 
because Go he's going to make the passes and stuff. He's going to get out of those double teams that they throw at him. Right. Brown's got to keep rolling in the sweet spot that he's in. Yes. Finisher. Exactly. You know, when he's in open space, get downhill and get right to the basket and score. If Brown's the Brown that he's been for the last 10 games or so since he really started hitting his stride there, Celtics should win this series. But he's got to be consistent. He's got to be efficient. And he's got to not turn the ball over and, you know, do some of the things and- that he's done at his worst this year. And honestly, like, it's going to come down to here's where it's going to get dicey. If the Celtics revert into that kind of, um, you know, it, it just, they just got to knock down shots the way they've been knocking down. Like, what we've seen that's over the. That's huge. And it sounds simple, but they do need to simple, do it. Yeah. But that's what's going to kill you. If you have one of these, like, uh, you know, 10 for 38, you know, 10, 10, 10 for 40 from three shooting nights. Those are hard because you're working for it. You're getting those looks. And when they don't go down and that was what was frustrating early in the season, everyone shot below their, you know, uh, you know, below Mm -hmm. their level. Al, Jalen, Jason was awful. Marcus started ice, ice, ice cold. You had Derek White there for a period of time. Uh, Even, you know, Pritchard with the face mask, he wasn't hitting any of his. It was really Grant was the only guy hitting shots in the early part of the year. But when they go into one of those cold stretches where they can't knock down their shots, again, like you said, it sounds simple, but that's where it gets weird. They're 39% from three since the break. And I would say that to say they've been on fire. That could come down a little bit. But you you get used to that. And so, you know, like I said, as Al's been knocking those down now, he wasn't at all before. So now you can kind of count on it a little bit, um, you know. So I don't know. 22 games. They've been good. And, you know, you look at the percentages here from the individual guys. It's everybody's hot right now. Like White hit his stride. He had that 50% stretch to close the year. Like you mm-hmm. said, Horford, Tatum found his shot. Um, you feel good about some of these guys continuing to roll, but like Pritchard, 41%. Does he stay that high? Grant, 41% over this stretch, um, you know, since the break. It's, you know, a lot of guys are really, really hot right now. If that comes down to the middle a little bit, all of a sudden, like John said, it's tighter games. Nets are probably going to be the more deadly shooting team in this series, at least just from those two guys. They're more reliable on that front. You you just got to continue to run your offense, right? And, and the thing with the Nets, preaching. the thing with the Nets that scares me, I think some people see, um, you know, not not great performances, you know, uh, you know, in the last however many games, and just kind of say, um, you know. Oh, they're not that good. Like, I, you, they're guys who play just as hard as they need to play. You know, <laughs> that's just that's always kind right. of my worry. Is like, you know, Durant, as you said, isn't throwing himself out there on defense <clears throat> every single time. You get to the playoffs, you're seeing a different version of these guys. Right. Um, and so I just just be prepared for that. That's all. And they're all proven too. They're all champ. You know, they're both champions. We've also seen Kyrie turn into an absolute dog because he's a front runner. So yes, if the Celtics got up on them, you know, early and made it really frustrating, you could see Kyrie folding, and that would be enjoyable as hell. Well, that's why I mentioned Marcus. I think like you know he's got a huge task here to you know frustrate Kyrie, get all up in these guys. You know, this is your defensive player of the year candidate here. I mean, this is I know that the voting is already in, but there's no better way to make your make your case whether the voters get it right or wrong that you are the defensive player of the year than to go out there and really have an effect on, you know, their two headed monster over there, you know, especially with Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's, that's gotta be 
what he's focusing on, you know, 100% is, is just limiting Kyrie and making Durant do a lot more. Yeah. And that's where Tatum comes in because Tatum, Tatum's covered Durant, I would say, just as good as anybody this year. So, um, you know, you have the capability to limit these guys and then force the Currys, force Dragics, whoever, whoever, you know, the Mills, whoever they can throw out there, force those guys to step up. And more often than not, they're, they're not going to have enough firepower on that Nets team to make up for Durant and Kyrie that aren't dropping, you know, 60 combined. You're right about yeah. that. Listen, like, my my key really is here, you have to annihilate Kyrie on the defensive end. Curry, like, take those guys off the court. Aldrich goes out there, go right by him. Like, there are some absolutely horrible defenders on the Brooklyn side. You still don't really have, like, Pritchard's kind of a guy you can go at. Tice, I think, is going to be a problem in this series. I'm just predicting that early right now. Like they're I'm gonna seeing find Tice him. switched on yeah. to Durant a ton, <laughs> and then it's going to just be but really, on the net side, really like, freaking hideous, right? You're going to be able to do that all game long. Like you, you have to do your thing offensively in this series. You got to take advantage of these guys. You got to put they up might double in race. Yeah, they might but, double a little bit there. Um, again, it's not a panic thing. It's just. We've been it's gonna be hard. Right. It's like, it's the worst. I think it was the worst matchup. So what do we need to do? It's not. It's not. <sighs> what do we Bobby, need to do, Bobby? Bobby? You sound like you need a little calm right now, man. Sounds like you need to fire up the app. Calm.com. No, I'm excited. Guardian. I'm not scared. I'm excited. This is officially last uh, last yeah. last last uh, last time was a show. soft opening. That last was, show was a soft. This opening. is the this hard is, opening. This is the official opening again of uh, the return Re-opening. of the calm app. Of com.com slash garden. Com is our favorite sponsor, guys. And they're going to be I, I got us. I got new copy, Jimmy. So before you start to step all over it, let me get through it one time, all right? All right, get through <laughs> it. But Ready? I just want to say that they are our favorite, one of guys, our favorite sponsors. I'm not going to do it, but I'm doing it. Trying something new can be intimidating. Meditation may be something you've been hearing about, but you have to try it for yourself. Calm helps you feel more at ease from the moment you start. Find somewhere that's comfortable and familiar to you, like your couch or your bed, or this post-game show, and tune into Calm. How have you been carrying yourself late, caring for yourself lately, whether it's taking longer baths, going on evening strolls, midday naps? Jimmy, what do you do to take care of yourself? Oh, man, where do I start? Other than Calm. In years. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll, I'll go for a run. I like to go for a run. I think that that's pretty that's soothing. good. Go down the Esplanade, you know, get some, yep. get some sun, chill on the docks. I mean, you might see me out there with the shirt off. Once it gets warm, no big deal. That's um, nice. That's my big thing. Uh, other than that, I like to like you know play a little music. Com.com actually has a really good music. Uh, they got some playlists there for you to sort of take you down a couple notches. So you can actually kill two birds with one stone. You can listen to that while you're running. Exactly. So time. it's time for a break, even though this is technically an ad break. But our partners at Com want you to focus on yourself for the moment. We're partnering with Com once again, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools to improve the way you feel, reduce stress and anxiety through guided med- meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, rest and recharge with Com's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. There's even new daily movement sessions mm-hmm. designed to relax your body and uplift your mind so how do you do it com.com slash garden what is that jimmy com.com slash garden hey bob ryan pay attention to me Com- i i just like lost question <laughs> can you hear me com.com slash garden 40 percent off your premium subscription yes and i'm telling yes, you guys the you premium subscription um, so- it's a it, it's a whole nother world can you hear me 
Or are you yeah. just cutting me yeah, off? Yeah, we got you. Can you hear me? So, no, no, no. Game one is okay. Sunday, 3.30, TD Garden. Do we have game two? Anything else beyond that, guys? I couldn't find it, no. I haven't seen anything yet either. 3.30, that's the, uh, that's, the, that's the big one. It's the big kahuna time slot. So you're going to have to, you and the family are going to have to figure out, are we going to do more of a lunch-style Easter dinner? Are we going <laughs> to go after the game? Are we going uh, to try to forgot about halftime? You forgot about Easter, dude? I've been thinking about, about the Easter? series. Sorry. Easter's going to have to take a step to the side this year. I'm sorry. Yeah, for a lot of people, they have difficult decisions to make here. So, you know, you can do both. You can do the old Easter dinner with the game on in the background. but you know, church you in the morning. Get to your TVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're going to have to do – a lot of people are going to have to do the family thing. They might have to drive yeah. to the in-laws and, you know, pretend to care about what's going on. You know, but as long as the game is on somewhere, you can fit the dinner on around the TV. it. Bobby, you'll be at the game, Bobby. So, Yep, we'll have coverage be, of this uh, whole series. Brooklyn, easy to get there. Recording live. Yep, we'll be we'll be live home and away. Oh, true. Um, yep. So that's good stuff. Um, covering the game, uh, why not? Right. Uh, but you know, it's the best thing about it is it's the most hateable team. Uh, you know, easily. It's so easily. They were even more hateable with Harden. So freaking easy to hate. Oh, Simmons fits right in. in Simmons is really hateable too. <laughs> uh, Simmons so is really like, hateable. Yeah. The, he the over Harden for Boston. The, the Garden's going to be awesome uh, on in game one just because these guys are the worst. They're the worst. People are going to be fired up. Get ready. Oh. I told you. We already got a Durant tweet at Gelso. The Irving press conference yeah. is – like that Irving press conference is only right around the corner. Uh, Simmons, who knows what's going to happen with him. Uh, it, it's – they're the big the three. The fans are going to be – Fans are going to be good on Sunday, and really, you know, every every home game they're 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 going to bring it. But Sunday is going to be a lot of energy in the building. A little Sunday three thirty, everyone's going to have a you know people are going to have a little uh, couple drinks in them maybe, you know, so be loud and proud out there. Keep it in line, but you know, make sure that the uh, the Nets are about as uncomfortable as a as a visiting team can be. Um, but yeah, those those guys are about as unlikable as you can get as far as an opponent. So, as far as entertainment value, this is the best matchup you could ask for. Cavs would have been a snore. Um, you know, that would have been kind of a boring series. Bulls would have been a boring series. Raptors would have been a little bit more entertaining because those fans are kind of crazy. But uh, Nets that by was far, fun chance, yeah. Nets by far is the best um, you know matchup you could get. And I get some. Uh, am, get some I'm saying Celtics in seven. That's my prediction. I, I am going to take the Celtics, but I just think it's going to be, um, you know, and if they won in six, would I be shocked? No, but I'm going to say seven just because I do think it's a, you know, a tough matchup, first round matchup for them. And I think there's going to be a couple games where they're not going to look like the Celtics that, you know, we've come to know and love over the last three months or so. I'm keeping an eye on the uh, Nets quotes rolling out. Nothing too crazy, but Kyrie, uh, did say. I want you guys predictions too. Gonna be a great test. I know that team very well, and they know us very well. Hmm. That's. So... Yeah, he knows them so well. He quit on them. He left them. That's how well he knows them. So don't forget that. Kyrie Celtics never had forget. a game. I was saying this. Kyrie never had a game like this in a Boston uniform, did he? This was sure he did tonight. Twelve of twelve. I mean, he was—he had a lot of good games here. 
He had some really good games, and he's played well against them time. too. Yeah, he's, he's had some pretty good Boston. games against the Celtics, so yeah. I'm expecting that him is... to definitely to definitely show up. So. He had one flop in that playoff series last year, and then he had the flop in March, and that's about it. The other games have been pretty lethal, as you said, Jimmy. So you expected him to show up. Right. Durant, there's really no way to slow him. I mean, he was shooting over Rob in that game. You go back and watch that game. It's interesting the way the Celtics, there were stretches where they held the Nets and had them guessing and really made it tough on them. And then there were stretches where the Nets kind of got theirs with ease. So it kind of flowed. Like these games are going to be long battles with different sequences in them where there's going to be a lot of adjustments have to be made on Ime's end. Like, does this become more of a Tice series? Or does this become more of a Grant series? I think that's going to become a question very early in terms of how they defend. And, you know, just a bunch of different stuff. Minutes, uh, defensive schemes. Like, they, you just can't do that Rob thing the whole way, I'd imagine. So this is a big series for Ime, right? Because, listen, I'm sure a lot of people made the decision. Coaching to advantage to Ime. It is, yes. But uh, this is this is kind of Ime's choice, right? I'm sure, like most of the onus fell on Ime. I'm sure the team as well. But Ime choosing to go forward, win that game, knowing that Brooklyn could be on the other end. So, you know, he's gonna have to lead them through this here. Prediction time. I gave my already serious prediction. Yeah, I said Celtics in seven. What else? What other information are you gonna need before the game? Are you looking at Raptor and uh, and all the other <laughs> analytical stats? Yeah, LeBron, Raptor, whatever else they got floating around. I've had to, I've had to read so many on, stats John. this week about the NBA. Want me to go first? Jimmy's got Celtics and seven. You oh yeah, I didn't think we were. I, I didn't think we were at that portion of the show, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, what portion? What? I mean, we can we can jump. Go ahead, around. go ahead, go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing, Jimmy. Yeah, Why I mean, you say uh, seven, positive. Jimmy? Let's get an explanation. Well, I think I, I think I kind of said it. It's just going to be. It's. Uh, I'm giving the Nets the respect that I think they deserve, but I'm also admitting that I think the Celtics are still better than them. So, again, could the Celtics win in six? Yeah, I wouldn't be completely stunned. You know, if they take one on the road in Brooklyn and then finish things off at home, like I don't think anyone would be stunned by that because um, I do think that they're a more complete team. And if Tatum and Brown um, are as hot as they have been, then I do see, see the Celtics. You know winning this series that being said you know you can make the case that on any given night Durant and Kyrie are the two best players on the floor against any team in the NBA so if they play to their capabilities um home away it doesn't really matter those guys can get theirs any way they want so I'm anticipating them finding ways to score and finding ways to win in this series so I think it comes down to seventh game and I'll take the Celtics at home and you know the biggest game of pretty much all their careers um, I think they're going to step up and um, and move on to the next round. So that's kind of my thinking there. I got – I was saying 6-7. I'll lean 6. You know, like I said, I don't think this Simmons thing's going to go well. I don't think they have the defense to do this. Uh, I love the way the Celtics are playing right now. It looks like an outside chance. Rob could come back early, so I'll factor that in a little bit. But that's probably like the least of my – you know, analysis on this is the possibility that he could help there, but it's, it's part of it. I, I just think the Celtics have reached another level. Again, we're talking a two seed versus a seven. We went in the last postseason. Celtics a little damaged. They were the seven seed. Didn't have a great year. Nets were rolling. They were the two seed. They had more talent. They were the better team. And it played out that way. 
I don't think the gap's nearly as large between these two teams this time around, but I do think the Celtics are better. So, no, I sec- hear you. Like I said, is it's not that it's a, it's just not a two seven matchup, and we have to stop thinking about it that way. It's just not. I mean, you right. are who your record is to some degree. You're not. You're not though. How? Again, that's the thing. How is that true? Because let me explain it. You lost to Rant. You got this coach who just put no priority on building up role players all year. It's a miracle that Bruce Brown's playing the way he is. So you're effectively leaning on one to two guys to make or break you. And if you don't have them rolling, you're that team that lost 15 in a row when your guys were out by like 20, 30 points a game. So you're effectively as the Nets leaning on one to two guys. So like if they're not there, you're going to lose. There's no one else that can step up for the Nets and win you a game. You can look at it two ways. One, the Celtics aren't their record either. They're considerably better because you're going to, you could say, you can make this argument. You could toss the first half of the year and say, that's the, team that, the team that's played in the second half might be a good bit better. So that's fine. Cause I, there, I mean, and all the whole Pythagorean blah, 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 and this and that, their point differential and record in close games, it should have, you know, leveled off over time shows that they should have been a 60 something win team. So you can make that argument if you want to on the Celtics side. Um, you know, some people think that the last 35 games erased the first 45, and I'm not going to argue with them because if they've transformed, evolved, and there's something different, that's fine. It's just when you remove Rob and you remove one of the things that made you great, you have to recognize that you've come down a little. So as good as the Celtics have been, let's just assume they're the second half team. They're just a little worse than that. Okay. Just a little worse than the team that was, that won 80% of its game. So they're still really freaking good. But the Nets, again, if Durant doesn't go out and they lose freaking 13 to 15 games, what do you think's the worst they have there? They probably win half of those games. So their record is five or six games better, which means overall record wise, these teams would be extremely close. And this would be under extreme circumstances, which is including mm-hmm. Simmons not playing a game at all and Harden friggin' tanking. And then he decides he doesn't want to play at all. And Irving playing in no home game. So you have to look at right now, you don't have any of those problems. You have Irving, you have Durant for all of it. You might have Simmons. So you have to look at them as different than what they were during the course of the season. You can't just look at the record. It's just not a two, seven matchup. It isn't. It's a, it's really a, it's a second round matchup, you know, against two teams where it could go in either, I think in it's either an East finals level yeah. or an East finals level. It could go in either direction. So I just don't think, I think people are like, we'll kill them. They're, they're the seven seed. It doesn't if make you sense. Think Celtics it's will all, kill it's, them. It's, I think you're off base. I yeah. can't see that. I, I, like Celtics and five, even as Sherrod said, I can't see it. I could see it. I really could. You see I, a series where the Celtics blow them away? I could see a series where the Celtics are just playing at an overall higher level than them, and they're able to just overwhelm them. I could see that. I just so that's your I, prediction. I, I'm still kind of going All right, back. Here we go. It's prediction time for John. It? I'm not ready for it. You don't have to. If you're not ready. I mean, like 20 extra minutes. I mean, no, can I I give it right before? I want to let it marinate a little bit. I want to see when Simmons is playing. We know what he's playing. We trust Goodman. He's he's holding off to the very last second, and I I already know what his prediction is going to (laughs) be. Come on, put it out there, John. I'm not ready yet. You know what it's going to be. He's not ready. If he's not, not ready, ready, he's not ready. What do you got to do? You got to go fine. to Raptor, like Jimmy said? Like, there's not nothing doing that. that we need to say. <laughs> yeah. John's, John's, John's going to crunch the numbers. He's going to go over all the scenarios. He's going to stay up late thinking about it for the, for the next five days. And then he'll, Celtics he'll fans aren't scared of the Nets. John's They're clearly the not. Prediction. I'm not. I just I haven't landed yet. I don't I don't like to talk out of school. If, when I have it, I'll give it to you. 
right. I'm still. It's Fair it's enough. marinating. It's marinating. Right, so Here we go. We got we got Jimmy Celtics in seven. We got me Celtics in six. Sherrod is in at Celtics in five. Joe Sway, we'll have to uh, send an email. We'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to get one from Joe Sway. We'll we'll yeah. maybe we'll do. Some, well, I'm sure we'll be doing something one in one platform or another prior to um prior to the game. So we'll, we'll get John. <laughs> Official predom point by game three. By game three, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> by game oh, three, man. no, it it's really, marinated. Guess... I'm all over the place on it. It's still, it's still. I'm still knocking it around. There's a version of me that thinks the Celtics are going to swamp them, and it's going to be the Nets are going to run into a buzzsaw, and the Celtics are going to be playing mm-hmm. at a much higher level than the Nets are ready for, and they're just going to wipe them out. There, uh, there's a piece of me that still thinks that. I'm just trying to figure. I'm trying to get there. Fully. You want to see I how think, the how how the practice reports look this week? I don't. Yeah. No, no, no. I just want to see where I settle in on because there is a <laughs> there's a part of me that thinks they're going to absolutely buzz through them. There's another part that says, "What's the other part?" Yeah, that the Nets are scary as hell, and like I'm still I'm, I, I, there's monsters in the closet right now, and I'm ner- I'm I'm afraid. You know, like <laughs> I don't want to get there. I, I want to I want to sleep with the lights on. Like they, something about them, you know, uh, you know, scares me a little, but. I the, the part of Celtics fans right now that the faction of Celtics fans that has no respect for Brooklyn, I kind of feel some of that too. Like these guys. Oh, are here joke. we go, John. Meaning, again. there's a little bit of that in me because oh, I look at them. Away. They're getting to them. No, there's a lot to hate about this team, and it's it, and I'd love to get all the way over where I can. They're say, vulnerable. The, I, they're they just really hard are. to dismiss because of Durant is Durant and Kyrie is Kyrie. So I'm still right. trying to. They, 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 no. I feel like they have the bad habits, you know, that go along with they you know, having two superstar players. I just, and a bunch it's of... really dreadful. I mean, did you guys watch? The I just don't care how anyone else was playing. I don't care that Toronto was playing well. I understand they've been playing well. I understand they have athletes and they have length. I do not believe Toronto we, could have beaten the Celtics. Can we flip the analysis for a second? Because I you think know. sometimes you have to do this. I do not. Going. I do not believe Chicago had any chance of beating the Celtics. No, That's that would have been just, a sweep. I felt no right. concern in the three spot and very little in the four if you had a full roster. It's the only one that right. gives me pause. That's all. I was if, a little worried about Toronto. If you have a full roster, you know. We'll never know that question. Then you get we'll keep debating that till the sun sets. But um, let's flip this. Do you think wanted to avoid Miami or something? Do you think that had something to do with it? Who Brooklyn? No, the Celtics. Do you think that had, you might avoid Miami in the second round or something? I don't no. know. I'm trying to figure out. I'm I'm just trying to like <laughs> rack my you know brain on is, why they. I know. I'm just trying to. I know. I know. But, but anyway, like I want to flip the analysis here for a minute because we talk about the Celtics issues. We talk about how scary Irving and Durant are. If we just flip it from a Nets perspective and you're going into this series as the Nets and you're looking at Tatum and Brown and what they're doing, first off, you got to ask, all right, what are we going to do to slow these guys? What are we going to do to make life difficult for them? Because I do think these two have ascended at this point, you know, into their roles and into their comfort zones and ability to play off each other. And then number two, We've talked about the Celtics closing games. How do you close games if you're Brooklyn when you're unable to get a stop? And we saw it again here tonight. The door was wide open for the Cavs until the final seconds of this game. Got it from 20 at the end of the first down to, I think it was as close as four or six. This game, was never, this game was never in doubt. I thought I know we got this. I know it got to six, but this was like again. A, but we're talking about the Cavs versus the Celtics. Like the Cavs were depleted, didn't have shooting, didn't have finishers, all that different kind of stuff. You put the Celtics in the position they were in tonight; they might have blown right through the finish line. So again, like I'm sure some people watched this game and got scared, 
based off what the Nets did early, but it's a different Celtics team that's going to be going at Brooklyn above what the Cavs are doing here. So you just flip this analysis. Like, you're kind of scared if you're the Nets looking at Brown and Tatum on the other side. Like, what are you going to do with those guys? Again, I just – the Rob thing, if Rob is here, I – I'd be I'd be saying Celtics with a gentleman sweep, you know, like uh, I, I wouldn't have cared if Simmons played at all. I just think at full force right. they would have. They that takes been... me back to my take at the beginning, though, John. Like I, I think the drop from Rob Tice is so large. But it doesn't matter. If just not and being are it. like they are. I, it just it matters. It just it's an X factor. Factor matters, you know. If your well, shots aren't falling and theirs are, yeah. Bruce Brown of the. Yeah. Brooklyn Nets, Bobby's MVP of the season. <laughs> them not ha- them not having Robert Williams is huge. We can attack Tice and Horford in the paint. That was tonight after the game. Can I ask you guys a, a little question? bulletin board material there? I know. In order to qualify <laughs> as a Celtics fan, can you only say nice things? <laughs> What's that? Oh, in order you're, to be a fan? Yeah. Yeah, you're a hater if you if you even question the team. <laughs> You're an absolute hater and a fraud. Am I allowed to say – I can't say anyone else is pretty, right? You know, like I can't say like nope. Kevin Durant is good at basketball because that means I hate the Celtics. That means you're no, casual. I mean – And again, it's flipped like casual. early in the year. I like that Bruce Brown stuff. I like some bulletin board. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the only thing I could find. I right mean, now. this is this is what's so exciting about this series. We're gonna be like glued to Twitter, looking for, at the quotes. Ooh, I'm gonna go with the Nets. I'm gonna be going to the Nets pressers instead of the Celtics ones. I'm just waiting for what's gonna be said at yeah. these pressers from these guys because they are always ready to drop a bomb. <laughs> Who's gonna win? The Celtics, because the Celtics <laughs> yeah. are the balls. Yeah, yeah, the famous <laughs> one today. Oh man. Yeah, I love it. Kevin Durant's uh, walking it back. He said, uh, that's caffeine pride talking. Those dudes, Horford and Tice, can do the same things as Williams. He said that? <laughs> Durant said that. Yeah, he's trying to talk back what Bruce Brown said. Brown, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brown is excited coming out of the uh, massive game he had tonight, I'd imagine. I mean, he put up some ridiculous yeah. stats tonight. Trying to pull them up. I like that guy a lot, man. Oh, he's electric. Yeah, I like Celtics were scouting him. Um, and he's obviously a Boston guy, uh, you know, lived in Dorchester and up in Wakefield near me and went to Miami. Great college career. I thought he was awesome in Detroit, too. And Detroit just dumped him for a bag of balls to Brooklyn. And that was one of their better moves of the last couple of years. Um, nine rebounds, eight assists. How many points in this one? 18. They weren't getting that early in the year. In fact, this guy was on the bench for them in February. I remember going to Bucks Nets, and he didn't play a minute. And I was like, "What is Nash doing?" And again, like Jimmy brought up the coaching. You got Ime, who's done a lot this year, and you got Nash, who is just kind of stood there, you know. So that's a factor mm-hmm. too here. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Ime does in his first playoffs here. I mean, I I don't know how you could could think that the coaching matchup is. Even, I mean, I think he, everyone knows he may had a, he's not going to win coach of the year. I think we kind of saw a lot of the, you know, we saw, saw a lot of the vote today and where coaches and media are sort of leaning, but he certainly garnered enough attention where he deserves a ton of respect going into his first um, postseason. So um, I'm excited to see what he's got in store for them. I certainly would rather have Ime um, coaching my team than, than Steve Nash. So yeah. 
That's definitely so, a big advantage right there. But again, this is what I want to keep coming back to is guys, it's not breaking news that the Nets can't play defense and Steve Nash is not a good coach. These are not revelations. <laughs> These are not revelations that you've just come up with watching the Nets the last month or two. That's like a surprise. The Nets knowing Steve Nash is a bad coach and knowing that they can't, nor do they care. But I, let me, a, let me get this play a lick of defense was considered an overwhelming prohibitive title favorite to enter the season. Of course that team had Harden. It's a different story. Um, and so it's but they're not that team. favorite anymore. Even even if they are healthy, they're not. They're not looked at as the dominant. They're not. What I'm saying, they shouldn't be the. But the the problems they had before the season are still here. Like the defense, Nash not being a great coach. So this stuff isn't like to add. Like, oh, did you guys know? Like, of course we know. We know. That's not why people think the Nets are good or dangerous or formidable. It's for the other reasons. That's it. So it's, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be convinced because you're like, they're bad at defense. We're like, we know they're bad at defense. It was on the scouting report, like, to begin the year. Like, So what does it look like? I think you put a good uh, hypothetical out there, John, in terms of what it would look like if the Celtics win this series going away. Like, they're just cruising and playing basketball at a higher level. Yeah, they just function eight, better. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's involved and everybody's got their role and they just have more won the eighth and the Nets have. So that's yeah. certainly possible. What does it look like if the Nets win this though? Because that's what I'm having. That that's the want. thing is bad fourth quarter execution, shots don't fall. They get a they they get into my ball, your ball kind of ISO. So often. they gotta revert yeah. a little bit, right? Like that's, that's the fear. Take. The fear is the close game look, say what you will, the close game record, though most of those were early in the year, was a thing that they didn't get past because they were so freaking good. But they so did long. it against this team. And this is the one game where they actually had a really close game and executed, and it was great. Um, and just everybody else, they just destroyed. So you, they didn't exercise any of those early demons. They just beat everybody by 20 and 30 points. So that's that was a resolved. You're just hoping it, it evens out over time, and it was a fluke, you know, and a lot of people do suggest that that stuff is fluky. I don't know whether or not it necessarily is. So that's the thing is you just revert. You, you have those two snapshots of Miami and Dallas, two two teams that you kind of melted down against late. But both of those teams play defense at a high level. The Nets don't. The reason I don't feel super worried, Bobby, that they will have those fourth quarter meltdowns is because the Nets can't apply the same level of defensive pressure, you know? Yeah, and so that, trap, that's a thing. You're going to find your matchups. So even if you do go a little ISO heavy, you're always going to be attacking some sort of weakness somewhere. You know, I do think Simmons coming in changes that a little bit. But, but yeah, it's going to be on it's going to be on a string to some degree. Like you yeah. can't just go out there and lock a guy down but and that's yeah. going to be going ice cold and lo- and freezing up in the fourth quarter is where you might lose some of these games. If, you know, th- those other guys are going off, you're playing defense for 22 seconds and they're still hitting their shots, you know. But Brooklyn has to play, I wouldn't say perfect, but they can't they can't survive off nights from from their stars, you know, and the Celtics have a little bit have a lot more leeway than they do. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn doesn't want to play the South. They don't want to play Boston. There's no I they, mean they don't want to play any of the top as, boy. As well, as much as this we say the Celtics didn't want to play Brooklyn, they don't want to play Boston more than more than vice versa. Because well, you know who Brooklyn might have wanted to play plays hard. I think so, Brooklyn would have wanted to play Philly. I think I don't think they wanted (laughs) Miami. I don't think they wanted again. I think the Celtics without Rob was a more favorable matchup than 
uh, Milwaukee or Miami, but maybe not Philly. I think they will. I think they would have been happy with Philly or Boston, yeah. but knowing that they're playing yeah. one of the top four, mm-hmm. um, right? With Rob, different right. story. Yeah, and they've they've put a, part, mm-hmm. a tough path in front of themselves with all the stuff they've gone through this year, and certainly, I don't know if you guys caught the ESPN piece today on them. That can inspire us confidence. Uh, I don't think anything in there was too revelatory, but certainly some division, some between KD and uh, Harden. I thought there was a great line in there in terms of like the players dictating the level of defensive intensity that they play with and the you know complications of the system that they'd be in. They went for a more lax defensive system rather than it's something the team wanted to do. Evidently, a lot of the stuff, the issues in Brooklyn. I think go back to the coach losing Kenny Atkinson there and going for a guy like Steve Nash, who's just sort of overseeing some things. And again, even that trade, you see Jared Allen and Karis LeVert on the Cavs side. Steve Nash is like one of those no-show jobs, you know, in Sopranos. He just kind (laughs) of goes there and sits in a chair. What's what's up with him? (laughs) I, I, I love Steve Nash. Like he would go on like, you know, podcasts and everything else. He'd have a lot of insight. Like he'd be a good yeah. guy to listen to. Now he just, it's like, he's just like guarding the castle. He doesn't want to say anything. He doesn't want to like ruffle any. Dude, he he kind of got, he, he had to deal with a lot this year though. I mean, I think between he knows, Harden like, allegedly showing up, not in shape between Kyrie, you know, missing, you know, half the season or really more. And, you know, Durant, you know, being a, you know, the superstar that probably doesn't really need any coaching. I mean, what was Steve Nash really supposed to do? You know, right I mean, out of the gate when he was hired, it's a circus over there. Yeah, right out of the it was right circus, out of the gate right when he was hired. What did, yeah. what, did, what did Kyrie say? Oh, I, what did he say? You remember, Jimmy? Right. Coach, <laughs> he's like, this team doesn't um, even need a coach. <laughs> yeah, we don't need a coach. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was great. That That's was another great, great line awesome. from the piece today. Kevin Arnovitz wrote it. He said, "With Irving, it's always something." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and just to totally. su- just to summarize some of that piece about the death of the super team, I actually think it. I've always thought this. So I and we talked about this a little bit. This when piece we were is good about, for the Celtics. But when we were talking about team building and this idea of load up and go all in for Beal or that star, and then have dregs at the end of the roster, or commit yeah. to guys like Robin Smart and build around there again. In a perfect world, Celtics would have done it also through the draft, where. Instead of Neesmith and Romeo, you'd have guys like Bain or Bain or Maxi or whomever who were contributing but young. That's how you build a. That's how you build a super team. You've got the stars already locked up. You've got the right core pieces, and then you got the cheaper guys on rookie contracts, and then you figure out what you're going to do after it. That's the way you do it. That three star thing where you just go and get three guys at top dollar all to come in and play together. I think is. I think is like is dying a slow death here. You know, it's true. It's just, it's true. you have fit, you have, it's, you have a possible, impossible to build a roster. So you're just at the mercy of whoever's just laying around unemployed at the end of the day. Uh, you all always right. have fit issues, especially when the stars are deciding who gets to play with who you have stupid, ridiculous things like the, like the Durant insisting them insisting on Deandre Jordan joining them. And that was that part was of the so deal. Insane. You know, like, it's like, yeah, we'll all join here, but can you also give 20 something million of my buddy? here that can't freaking hit a layup with his right hand it seemed like in the piece brooklyn (laughs) could have done without Kyrie, but he was part of the deal too i don't know how true that is but you've heard that that like all right like do we really want Kyrie? like because in the piece they said boston warned brooklyn cleveland warned brooklyn look out for this guy 
And it, it was just part of the deal. I think, as they said in the piece, no Kyrie, no Durant. And Jordan was part of that, too, which I'll never really get over. Um, they end up losing <laughs> Allen for him. But, man, mistake after mistake yeah. in Brooklyn. And that sort of led them here. They should be talked about like the Lakers this year. They really should. Like, the level of dysfunction, the way that Harden thing went, the way they lied through that, too, saying everything was fine, and then the next day he's gone – it was just a absolute dumpster fire. So you do have to consider that. Listen, things have changed, John. Certainly guys are back. We might talk about this Nets franchise differently. If they just had their big three together last year, I'll give them that. Like right. they might've stormed through the playoffs and this piece never gets written, but the reality is the reality, the fallout's the fallout and they are where they are. <laughs> and, and what's fun. What are you laughing at Jimmy? Just that comment. Yeah. The, uh, no, you're right, Bobby. The, the other interesting thing about the piece is just simply like just how dysfunctional these guys are, period. Like Durant, you know, left Golden State because Draymond was mean to him. You know, you can't have a better situation mm-hmm. there in terms of a supportive coach. A terrific still wants his jersey play, retired. A, 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 an owner that literally would have just paid. They'd still be winning. Ten, ten zillion dollars into the tax to keep his team together. Didn't matter at all. You, ha- I mean, you have that in Brooklyn as well. Uh, but uh, you know, money's not an object there either. They're paying well into the tax, but um, you know, you had everything there and you left for no reason. You come over here, Harden, who shoots his way out of like one place after another, forces his way there, shows up fat, eats Durant his way does, out of one place, and then Durant hates him. And Harden's like, F this place, I'm out of here, and leaves again, you know. And then you got the kind the Kyrie thing as well, just lingering. It's less, you know, that's just it's toxic soup. Toxic and they got a coach fired. Don't forget yeah. that on day on year one, like and Durant wasn't even there. Kyrie just... came in on year one with Durant not there, and he's like, "We gotta get rid of all yeah. these guys." You know, yeah. like I mean, it's so bad. It was you, it was just you like can't the have culture. There's no culture because it's you right. and a bunch of renta guys, and everybody's looking around, knowing that the stars want them off the team to get another star buddy on the team. The second Kyrie arrives, it's like who. How, how soon are we going to get rid of everybody else to get another one of my pals here? It's a tough one. Well, yeah, I mean, build, like, what happened culture. in LA. I mean, with, with LeBron. It really like, is, you can't Jimmy. Have, you can't have the players be building these teams. Like, yeah, it's, it's fun. To, it's <laughs> like in college, it's great. You pick your classes and you want all your friends in your classes. But guess what? You don't learn shit. <laughs> you know, you skate by maybe. You know, you don't, you don't, need, you don't need to graduate at the top of your class in college. But, yeah, you're having a blast maybe, but. Uh, it's not really the point. I mean, you, you if you if the goal is to win games, you can't always play with all your besties. You know, you got to just play with the people that make sense and that can get you to the next level. So we all, you know, we used to criticize on this very show, you know, Tatum and Brown, you know, all this stuff, how they're not friends and blah, blah, blah. How much of it's true? Who now knows? But it's probably a good thing that, you know, they aren't the best of friends and only look, you know, to play with each other and all that stuff like they. They should be looking at other players on their team. They should be looking to get everybody involved. They should be looking around the league for other players that can help that can help make the team better and not just picking, oh, yeah, I, I, this guy, so, you know, I want to play with him again. And, oh, yeah, and bring this guy along too. And then, like you said, John, there's no money left at the end to fill out the roster, and you end up with bare bones, especially if one, of the, one or two of those guys goes down throughout the year. And typically with older players – who are commanding that amount of money, they're more inclined to go down at points in the season because they're getting up there in age. You know, they, they can't, they can't go 82 games like some of these young guys will 
or even 72 games now, you know? So there's a lot of reasons to try to stay away from building teams that way. Yeah. So. It's, it's tough. Le- LeBron's situation is totally different. He's the most passive aggressive guy in the history of mankind. Sure. It is right. interesting so, like, because it, yeah. it, and this changed on the flip side I, for, for the Celtics, right? Like it, it felt like they were going to have to do that whole thing to make this work here. And at first it was the Beal thing. We all thought that's where they were headed. And then it was like, all right, they probably can't get Beal, but try to find like that next guy who might become the superstar and just like hope that it, it all comes together now with all the homegrown guys and they were kind of doing this before they diverted to the Kyrie thing. It's Tatum, it's Brown, it's Rob who's really come on this year. It's smart now. Like that was never imaginable that he'd be part of the solution and the core here, but he is. And they're effectively looking at running this team back for a couple of years here. And it's all, you know, white aside guys that have played together a ton guys that came up and have been through playoff series together by bringing Horford and Tice back. Like how much of this was planned? How much of this just fell into place? Probably more of the latter, especially since it was looking like this whole thing was crumbling in January, but you end up in a really good place here where you are one of those teams that's a little more naturally built and a little more sustainable here. So you're thrilled about that. Like, are you championship level? You saw it for two months this year. Can you get back to that point? That's going to be an important question, but you feel good about carrying this team into the future now. Like this offseason is just going to be about like building around the edges, all these guys getting better again. And I wrote for Celtics blog this morning, like you have E-made a thank for that. You really do. Like no one, I know Tatum leveled up and he had to do his thing. Smart had to make the sacrifices. Brad had to make some moves. But E-made is the guy who put them in this position by just making everybody take that step that they needed to, to get to this spot. They were stuck in the middle. You know, they weren't in any better spot than the Nets two, three months ago. And now it feels like they really are, despite having less top-end talent. Yeah, the um, we, we talked about it on our when we were chatting today, but that piece uh, coming out of Portland on email was interesting again. That was talking so good. About, talking about, and if anyone hasn't read can it. Can you sum it up? Yeah, I can. But you guys should pay for quality content, so everybody should subscribe. I don't like giving stuff away for free. You know, it was sort of uh, even if it's not my own. Read it to me. I'll give you two. I'll give you two bullets that were interesting. This is stuff we've talked about all season long, and it's just interesting just how the narratives go because um, I don't have the piece in front of me, but I'll paraphrase some of it. Just talked about Ime kind of laid out this tough guy mentality and the way he was going to deal with stuff earlier in the year. And at first he wasn't doing it. And these assistant coaches, you know, Stoudemire and Miles, they're looking at him like, dude, when are you going to drop the hammer? You know? And he was just kind of waiting, waiting, waiting. And he was patient with him. And then you have that December film session that everybody talks about where he lit into everybody and he called them out one by one by one. And that was after that coaching. bad road trip, that LA one, the, right? But the bigger takeaway to me was just, and it was evident in almost everything that he may said, it was interesting how he just wouldn't give up any praise even when they had some good games early in the year because he still just didn't like it you know and when Tatum would have like a 35 point game he'd be like he's doing some things you know and you could tell it was just like it's still not what I want and like what we've talked about all year is like this you know when they were going really bad is it are they chasing stats? What's wrong? And a lot of it was just like, you know, at least through Ime's eyes, and these are the quotes he's giving, is like they just didn't know how to win yet. You know, they, they and he said a lot of players, they only know how to be all-stars or make all-NBA or get their contracts, but they don't know what it takes to win. And he's clearly talking about these guys who, while he respected the hell out of their game, knew that they hadn't yet learned how to win. And he was kind of giving them time 
to figure it out. And he was confident that it would. And again, it's another testament to Ime. It's just interesting because we think like, you know, the amount of patience it would have taken, particularly for a rookie coach, he could have freaked out. He could have turtled. He could have started to go in different directions. He could have said, the thing I'm doing isn't working. Let's just do whatever you guys want. It could have gone in a lot of ways. A lot of people would do that. They'd start to question themselves instantly. And even in the piece, they were talking about that. Like the coaches are wondering, like, is he may going to be all right? Is he going to come through this? And he waited them out. And like, they eventually kind of had that full buy-in, which is what makes this so amazing is like, it was up to them. You know, it's like, you know, therapy, you know, you can go, but you have to want to change, you know, until those guys wanted to commit to do the things, whatever it was necessary to win. And like, you know, it, it, again, an email quote in this piece is just really simple, like saying there's two things, just share the ball and bust your ass on defense. That's all he was trying to do, you know, but until you do those two things, we can't be a team. Arena <laughs> I, I'm seeing something happen me. in Minnesota there. Yeah. Um, that's, but what anyway, I was, so that's what I That's what I assume. That's what it was about. It was really interesting. But I, I you know, just doubling down on what you guys are saying, Ime's just been phenomenal. 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 Really. Wow. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, he said it. early uh early ballots. I know John and I have been hot on this. It feels like he's the coach of the year, but Should be. Monty Williams is probably gonna win it. So whatever. He's Monty had a good year too. Okay. He is the official Again, like, Report Coach of the Year award winner. I'm sure you could dig up some stuff. Look Monty at Kess, look at Kess saying nice things about Brad. Look how look how we've come full circle here. <laughs> look at that. Kess had a great appearance on our uh, Discord server. I don't know if I'll go over there and chat tonight, but a lot of people showed up for that last time we did it. We obviously did a great spaces last night, so <laughs> lots of opportunities to talk coming up. Um, yep. But yeah, email like I'm so glad someone wrote that. Ended up being a Portland beat guy, but you got to the core of like, all right, how did he kind of capture this team, get their attention? It didn't have that definitive moment, John, but it came close, that film session where he was like, all right, I'm going to get back in the unloading on these guys. And you just saw the satisfaction in his voice when, you know, they were looking back on the moment where everything changed. And I asked him that a few times. I was like, is there something you can look back on? Like, that just flipped there and he was like, Oh, we got healthy. We got our lineups together. And it's like, all right. But finally someone got him to open up and say, like, it was that moment in New York where like people didn't like it, but I said, they weren't mentally tough and we need a leader to step up all that different kind of stuff. And he was like, I heard some people didn't like when I said that, like I care. And it was just like, all right. Yep. He may found himself because you did kind of see him, going back and forth between like offering up some praise, some patience. This isn't going to happen overnight and being more the tough guy, which didn't go over well early in the year. We all remember it, John, this coach, this chat won him fired because he was talking bad about the players. A lot of people did. But again, he really slow played it though. I mean, he, he'd say some stuff publicly, but yeah, he was frustrated. He just wasn't calling them out. And that's what it comes down to is like, you know, you want to compare yourself to Belichick, you know, he's, he's one of those coaches, you know, for better, for worse, they always would say he'd do the same thing to Tom Brady that he would do to friggin', you know, the, the special teamer. If something happened in the game that was a teaching moment, he'd bring it up and say, that's not how you do this. Um, and that's kind of what that was, was just pointing out, look at how bad all of you have been. Like, none of you are doing this the right way. But like, early on, we were freaking because it's like, 
Tatum's not playing defense. Jalen isn't paying attention right now. Smart shooting 14 threes. At what point is he gonna <laughs> right. at what point is he gonna walk up to him and be like, this isn't do what something? I like, do something. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said no one was gonna complain, and they complained nonstop. He said he wanted captains. Yeah. No one wanted the captains. We were like, It wasn't he, easy. We're like, did he lose? That was so the fear was he lost control early. And that they killed another coach. They killed Brad, then they killed Ime. So the fact that that turned around, I thought... I, Brad I might think, come back. <laughs> I didn't think Ime was doing a bad job, but I still was worried that they were going to kill him, you know? That that no one could yeah. fix them. Listen, he had right. a lot of it tough felt stuff like, going on. It just felt like there was nobody that was going to get through to these guys, and it was like, oh, this team's not going to make it. They're going to have to make drastic changes beyond the coach. But... that. Right, that's what it was feeling like. You talked about John. Yeah. He was able to get through to these guys, and this is the product that you now see. So um, it worked, and it just goes to show that they did need a coaching change because I don't think – I don't see Brad Stevens flipping a switch and and, and becoming the type of coach that Ime is, you know, mentality-wise, you know, just the style. I'm not saying that Brad Stevens isn't a smart coach. I just don't know if he could get through to the players the way Ime had. So – that's why I think that it was a necessary move. And this proved also, it. to, it's to Brad's credit, time. to Brad's credit, he knew he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. He's talking to them and he's doing everything. He, he's doing his coachy stuff that's yeah. always worked for him in the past. And he's like, nope, can't get it. Not these guys. Nope. Yeah. It, right. I've taken them this far, but I can't get them any further. You know? And that's probably what he's looking at. He's looking at Brown and Tatum and those guys and like, no, nah, I can't get them to do what I want. You know, they're good, but I can't get them to do what I want. And that's the key. Ime went through it too. The first couple months there, like you remember Brown saying, like, "Oh, I'm willing to listen to anybody's ideas. You know, I'll, I'll see what he's got to say." And you know, there wasn't like a full acceptance. Too democratic. Yeah, yeah. Be- best version of ourselves, sort of stuff. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Shoot. I don't want to tell you not to shoot because then you won't be confident when it is your time to shoot. That works for a bunch right. of underdogs when you want to get them all to play over their heads. It doesn't work when you have clear cut. And that's like, exactly what Brad shoot. had when he came in the league. You should not shoot. You know, like it wasn't like, oh, right. sure, everybody do it. You know, those games, you know, where you'd have like Jason Tatum would have 34 points and, you know, had missed four shots all game and then he wouldn't touch the ball for the last six minutes of regulation. That stuff would just drive yeah. me bananas. Yeah, and luckily it wasn't easy, but Udoka figured it out. I yeah. I, I really love. I'd recommend everyone go read that piece because it does have a lot of the great background and answers to questions we've been asking. All yep. Along. Um. So how we'll did wrap the Blazers up. reporter like? What's oh, the go. connection? Case from doing on Portland. Um. The coaches. Right. Of course. Of course. Meyer. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Couple programming notes. Discord. Uh, jump on there, chat. Some people have been on there the whole game, hanging on there now. A lot of people go both here. They, they're in this chat. They're in that chat. Um, do whatever you want, guys. It's a lot of fun. Discord family has been great here at CLNS. We're trying to get to 1,000 before the playoffs, and we need some friggin' help. So let's go. Um, yeah, we your, were like 800 and what, 850-ish? 890 or so. Tell your friends. Um, oh, nice. If you have something, everybody tell one friend, okay? That's all I'm asking. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Everyone at Easter have three family members join the Discord tell, that you tell, like. You don't want you don't want your weird uncle. We don't want any weird uncles joining the Discord. We yeah. want we want like the cool cousin. 
And if and I promise yeah. I'll jump in there on the Discord dunk tank, and you guys can just friggin' let me have it <laughs> for my uh, for my Nets love if you want. I'm fine with sure. that. I don't care. Um, that's all good. We also do want to tell you guys once again, welcome back to our sponsor, calm.com/garden. Number one sleep and meditation app out there go to calm.com slash garden receive 40 percent off a calm premium subscription deep breath in yeah and exhale yeah that's gonna be okay it's gonna be good guys i learned right? that in calm i learned that yeah. in the comment yeah it's gonna be okay yeah. we're gonna have a fun week be a lot of build up and then sunday start of something good i think Celtics my, practice my... next two days, so we'll have uh, we'll have updates out of that. Oh, we got some practice. Not a lot of practice that we get good availability for, but this is going to be a good availability week. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get yeah. some New York reporters in the mix. New York reporters will will they won't leave anything unsaid. They'll 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 ask anything. So we we might get some good quotes this week. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, so we, we might pop on one more time before the game. If not, we know it's Sunday. Game one is Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Easter Sunday. Um, you know, Jimmy's got a roast. He's got – what are you making, Jimmy? I'm actually not making – we're, we're, we're going. I'm going to a family member's place, so I don't have to worry about any cooking. I heard that we're going to be doing some grilling, though, as long as the weather cooperates. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I don't need, like, the traditional Easter meal, whatever, like ham or something. I don't need that. So – yeah, put some, put some steak tips on the grill. Let's start the season off right, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> we're starting. That's what I'm hoping for. Let's we're see starting, the weather. Yeah, we're starting game grill one on season. Easter. I think it's ho- doable. Yeah, you're gonna grill. They're gonna grill. Yeah, we're definitely grilling. That's a hundred percent. Fifty-four. Nice. Maybe rabbit. Maybe rabbit. Ooh, sixty-six Maybe. tomorrow. That's good no stuff. Easter bunny joke there. So we kids. start the series kidding, on Easter. Kids. We finish it on Greekster. Okay, we'll we'll get it done in what four or five? What do you think? Oh, Greekster, like yeah. it. Doing some kebabs. We're waiting for your answer, some John. Lamb. How long? What, lamb. Uh, how long? Oh yeah, he's, he's not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> I will a, give it. We're not going to talk to you again by the beginning of game one. We'll he's a coward. Time. He's coward. He was a coward. He, you know what it is? He doesn't. He doesn't want to take the heat. He doesn't want it on a clip that we can cut up. And uh, he doesn't want a clip that he has to apologize for. No, it's still That's marinating. It still marinating. Oh, if you want, the I'll do like. St- I'll, do a, I'll do a solo garden report for one minute and just give you my prediction <laughs> right Done. before the game. Okay? That would get thousands of Hi. views. Hi guys. Nets in five. It has to be live Bye. so everyone can trash you in the comments. <laughs> Nets yeah. in five. Gotta go. <laughs> oh, Brockton Wi-Fi is cutting out. Uh, all right. Thank you guys uh, for hanging out. It was an impromptu post-game show. Not impromptu. We knew we were yep. going to do it, but non-Celtics post-game show. Um, I think that's a first, right? Maybe. After a different game? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is definitely a first after a different game. Yeah. That's so, how excited so. we are for the series. Well, whatever. We wanted to talk about it, so we did it. Um, and, We've uh, been talking it. about it for two weeks. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And now we can finally oh, we knew say it's the Nets. Be. Oh, before Well, that, we didn't, yeah. though. We, did, we dedicated 20, 30 minutes to scenarios, and it was just like, guys, let's just wait until tomorrow, and we, we can figure it out. Anyway, but Chicago. it's finally here. Thank you, guys. It's always fun. It's uh, fun to have you on here. We enjoy producing the content we hope you guys enjoy watching it we will uh hopefully have a long playoffs are going to be big our our we're, we're, our viewership i'm i'm predicting double viewership that's yeah. what i'm predicting so if yeah if we're 
If we're at 10K, I'm going to expect 20K. If we're at here's 15K, the thing. I'm expecting 30K. Yeah, here's what we've lost. By the Celtics being as good as they were and also beating a bunch of crap teams, but just stomping people, we haven't had we, – we went through a period of time where it was just hard to, like, talk about, like, game over game. It was just like, they're awesome. Oh, right? for you it was. <laughs> no, it was just like, they're awesome. It, like, it's hard, it's hard to say. In the same right. way when they were bad, we had nothing to talk about. They're like, they suck. And then they were so good. Right. So now it's like game by game, play by play, moment by moment, everything matters. So These it things just matter, of, yeah. Everything and again, like let every me, show let me, will feel unique. Every show will feel unique for sure. And let me kick it back to um, right. Like we did again, one post game show for forty five games, and then uh, and then another one for thirty five. <laughs> That's right. basically it. <laughs> yeah. And again, it was I've been to, day, just two different versions. <laughs> right. I've been trying to explain the allure of this matchup too, like just how big and grand this is going to feel. Like that matchup in March, a regular season game when the Nets are still kind of sputtering along, yep. but they had their two guys, <laughs> you could just feel it. Like when the, when Kyrie got the ball and Durant got the ball and they were starting to line guys up, it was like, uh-oh, here we go. Like this is – I want everybody yeah. to sit down and watch that come together and just be like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. This is a battle. <laughs> this is like an Eastern Conference Finals, round one coming together. So get ready for the It's going to feel that way. Yeah. If, you're, if you're going to the game, you're definitely going to get big, big playoff game vibes. Um, you know, I, I can't, I, I wish I was going. This is in Boston, Charlotte. Yeah. So I am going no, to the exactly. game as a fan. Also, I do have to full disclosure on oh, that. What section are you in, John? What really section good, are you sitting a in? A really good one. Which one? Oh, really? No, which, uh, which game? I'm in, I'm in a good spot. Game one. You're in game one? Oh. Yeah. John's becoming right, well, season ticket towel waiver. Nah, just people I will... are Yeah. I will try to figure out what section John is in, and I will tweet it out. So if you guys are at the game, you can go down there and criticize John for whatever his prediction is, if he does have a yeah. prediction that we all disagree with. Bring it, yes. I, come find me. Jimmy was going to tweet it out last game. <laughs> yeah, because you just you send us like the tiniest picture. It's like, section, and like, whatever. I was like, I know exactly where you it. are. He's like 110, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was nine. Yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, it was, need some extra it was, ushers. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get when you live in the garden. You just know, you just know. I yell, I yell at a lot of people when I go to games. Bro, yeah, that's me. Well, I would <laughs> no, expect. not that way. I just yell at people. <laughs> not that. Just an angry guy. Yeah. Just a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, angry. Um, all right, that's well, it. Guys. Enjoy the game, boys. We'll uh, we'll be watching. I'll be watching from uh, somewhere, but um, I'll see you guys after the game. See you Sunday, right. and I will see everybody here after the game. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.